Reading comes from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Well, it is my enormous uh, pleasure and great privilege to convey to every one of you a truly happy and blessed Christmas filled with the living presence of the Lord Jesus. May that be true for us all today, whatever our circumstances. And I'm very much aware that for some this is a very sad Christmas. The family gaps are felt acutely today, as indeed they are felt um, throughout the whole year. How impoverished our lives would be without each other, and how enriched they are as we genuinely relate to one another. And essentially, that's the essence of church life, a living fellowship of real people relating on real issues and keeping Jesus at the centre. What I'd like to do now with about four minutes that I have, believe it or not, and, uh, is um, to give Christmas, to sum it up in three words. I've got some suggestions. I guess you could, but I'm afraid I'm not going to ask you because you haven't got time. Uh, the first, surely, would be opening Christmas presents. That's three words that could sum up, particularly for maybe the younger people among us. Maybe others might say with a sense of a sigh, eating too much, or last-minute shopping. I bumped into folk in Tame yesterday, and I was frantically trying to do something which proved to be utterly futile, and, and Hannah was going to know about that. Um, three other words could be the Queen's speech. Or, like Bob Geldof after that first remarkable band-aid when the people were pulling down the stage, a young person who was a scaffolder said on the side, Is that it? Is that it? And that became his uh, autobiography. Is that it? Christmas can be like that, can't it? Is that it? Over and an awful gaping anticlimax. Or maybe Carol's from Kings, that's always a joy to listen to excellence of singing and reading. Or maybe the X factor to lower the tone a little. Or strictly something, something. I hope not. I've never enjoyed that. 
contrary to it. I know, I know. However, one last three words for Christmas. This I would enjoy. Wallace and Gromit. They, um, they've eclipsed Morecambe and Wise, alas. Such is life. So, from the opening of Luke's Gospel, four times no less, four times, the, we have these three words for Christmas. I abbreviate one of them, and it is this. Don't be afraid. Now, that's rather surprising if you were to ask people, who is afraid of Christmas? That would be rather uh, unusual, wouldn't it? We look forward to, we plan, there's a tangible sense of excitement. And yet, four times, this is expressed in Luke's account. You have, don't be afraid, to Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, and of course, the shepherds. I hope you saw uh, that excellent series of four on uh, the nativity uh, on BBC One, prime time, seven o'clock. I think Alan Manzi's got a, a recording of that, and you may want to look at that later on. It's an excellent portrayal of how you would see Christmas through a different perspective. And for sure, throughout, Don't Be Afraid would be echoed in that authentic event. So let's stay with that briefly. First of all, Don't Be Afraid. Verse 10, it says this, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. It's not one of those sentences where somebody says to you, don't worry, when you know they worry more than you, and their comment carries no credibility. But here, don't be afraid because, why? I bring you good news of great joy, which should eclipse our fears. Fear of what? Or fear of whom? Well, I guess fear of the past. We're all products of it. Perhaps you can't move on. Maybe you don't want to move on. Fear of the present. The immediate circumstances that you face and people whom we know today, it's rather daunting. Or the future. Ill health, uncertainty, relationships. Will they survive? Will it work out? What's going to happen? Don't be afraid. Because I bring you good news of great joy. And as Christian people, we can bring that good news into all of those situations. The second and final comment I want to make is this. Don't be afraid, yes, but don't hold back. Don't hold back. It's quite remarkable, isn't it, that when the... This is verse 15. Let me just read this to you. When the angels left them and had gone into heaven, that was the acid test. I suppose when church is over and the emotions have subside, what do they do? They say this, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so there's a sense of inquiring, of seeking, not being overly passive. Some people, I think, I was making an observation just now, some people hold back simply because they are shy. They are shy. Awkward self-conscious. Some people hold back because they've had bad experiences or they've been hurt deeply, badly. Some people have been let down. And so they say, I'm not going to trust people again. Or if I do, I'll keep my options open. The shepherds had to overcome a deep sense of utter inadequacy. They were the, on the social fringe of society and not the most welcome people. And yet, 
They are the ones who are drawn into the center of it. Why? Because they didn't hold back. God used the shepherds as if to say, you know, if I can use them, I can use anybody. And I will, and I can, if you're willing. So this Christmas, summed up in three words, trust. Trust the good news that comes into the darkness. Take, take God's word seriously like the shepherds and follow and make known that Jesus is real and tell others that we're not members of a secret or silent society. It's good news of great joy for all people and that, of course, we celebrate today. Don't, don't be afraid.